2: and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network uh, I've ruined it straight away, but I'm going to keep this in Support for which is brought to you by the Manscaped people, who are the best in the minds below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Stop laughing at me. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Ricky, welcome back, sir. Good to have you back. Good to be back. Good to be back. This is your first time listening, people. Uh, It was Ricky and I am Clive, and we are joined by a regular guest and friend to the show, Ray Cash, a.k.a. Rance Morris. A very good afternoon to you over in Fifth Ward, Rance.
3: Well, good evening, because it's it's nighttime over there, over in... um... I don't want to give away your location, but yeah, there.
2: It's say uh, Harry and Meghan's Princeton. <laughs> as far as I'm aware.
3: That I'm just gonna I'm gonna laugh about the city and the Shire having the same name with a different letter. That's still the funniest thing to me. But yes. Oh, top right. of top of the morrow to you. Or top of the even ever to you. How do you say good evening in Scottish?
2: All right. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, what we're going to do this week we've got a wee surprise for you lined up and later on uh, it's kind of a wee take on something that we did last week which got some nice feedback So, but before then uh, our friend Ricky here has been watching some G1 Climax number 30 from across the pond and then over another stretch of land and then another pond is that right? Aye, that is uh, New Japan's G1 Climax two nights have happened so far Ricky is that right
1: well technically I suppose right now when we're recording on a Tuesday night two nights but when this gets released uh, the third night
2: mm-hmm.
1: will have happened which is t- tomorrow morning um, so yeah two nights so far when we're recording
2: and how has it been so far the two nights you've seen
1: I mean pretty fucking good like if, I think if the if they decided we're not going to show any more, then I think we've certainly had like I would say about three, four matches so far that have been excellent. Um, pick of the bunch, I would probably say as uh, Tanahashi, Naito from Night Two, or um, Okada and Bushi from Night One. And also from night one, we had Suzuki and Ishii uh, and a Zack Sabre match against uh, Evil. I quite like that. I think it's more so just because, like, Clive, we both love Zack Sabre's um, style of wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, really, really like him. Um a couple of other ones that kind of stood out. I liked Cobb and Tai Chi as well. Um, yeah, so like I said, there's been... That's about three or four straight away. Uh, and then, like it says, night 3, which is already going to be in the books, but like I said, by the time this drops. There's a couple on that uh, card as well that's going to be excellent. We've got Ibushi versus our our favourite at the moment, uh, Jay White. Oh... Um, <laughs> Yeah. and Jay White had a good match in night one as well against Shingo um, there's also uh, Ishii versus Osprey we've got Okada and Takahashi on night um, night one as well oh, sorry night three um, and then night four will be on Thursday morning uh, I'm just looking at the card right now we've got Naito and Zach Saber Jr mm-hmm. um, We've got Juice Robinson and Kenta, which I'm kind of looking forward to as well. Um yeah, like first couple of nights have been excellent. I says like and the crazy thing is like a couple of those matches have been quite good so far. Like they probably won't even be in like that top five, six at the end of the G one, which is kind of crazy. Um but I do think that Naito and Tanahashi match will be probably be in my top three, certainly to be in my top five, I think, without a doubt, come the end of G one. Um, Night to obviously, being the champ, um, and like I know Kiss were running like their own G1 competition, and like you know the last week or so, it's just been hectic for me, and I'm gutted I never made a submission to it. So I'm going to just make a prediction right now, and if it comes true, then I'm going to be appealing on Kiss, whoever with alongside whoever wins the competition officially. I'm going Jay White. <laughs> to win one block, I'm going Kenta to win the other. Kenta. And okay. We will have uh a, with Jay White winning it. And I think and i think it was Sam that tweeted it out that it's only gonna be so long before we start to see like Jay White or Kenta really one of them um uh I'm not so much stabbing another one in the back, but kind of being like, right, well, I'm the real leader, kind of thing. When it comes to the Bullet Club, and I wonder if that'll be the start of the, like, the breakup or removal of one of them. Um, but yeah, I'm going Kent out J White and J White winning it all with it, obviously. If you just work an assumption that Naito's going to hold all the way until to a little bit J White and Naito. That's oh. funny you mentioned again. that
3: because I had J White and Evil. For the same exact reasons you said, mm-hmm. um, and it, I, I think Evil makes more sense than Kenta, even though Kenta would probably be a better choice because Evil was the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, here, wouldn't it be a perfect year for Naito to, or for the champion to finally win the G1 and pick his own opponent? Because there's no like, there's no guy that's like next up.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny, Josh. Josh kind of touched on or touched on that last week on keeping it strong style. And let's like say it's like I'm not gonna let us say like i am not going to let us say i have watched it. Um, last year was the first time I've watched the G one like from start to finish. Other like previous I was just kind of pick and choose if I heard good matches. Um but obviously if you're wanting like proper breakdown and in, in analysis and previews and stuff, well there's only one podcast for you and that is keeping it strong style with Jeremy and Josh. That's what? one plug we don't need to do at the end of the show because 'cause I've got it sorted. <laughs>
2: You should call yourself an electrician because that was a beautiful plug.
1: Well done, um, quite a no, so, lady.
2: <laughs> Electrifying. <I'll
1: laughs> it's been a good start. I, I rule that, uh, that I'd drop the kids off at school tomorrow morning, and I would watch ninety three and four back to back before they come home. But obviously, I won't be able to do that because like I said I got my days mixed up. So I'll be watching it um, at some point tomorrow morning, I think.
2: So, you know, you both know that Jay White Naito was one of my matches of the year, and I was always thinking, "Am I going to get to see the rematch between them towards the end of this tournament?" Did I'm guessing that
1: Well, it would need to take place in the final.
2: Right? Are they both? They're both in the same block.
1: No separate Different blocks. Right. Yeah.
2: But your your um, prediction would mean it would happen at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Oh well, that's. I can wait a bit longer for that. Then that sounds quite tasty to me. Did Naito Client, win his match? Is your,
1: is your sorry? Is your camera off? Uh, no. No, oh, I've lost you. Sorry, we were you saying Naito.
2: What? Did Naito win his match?
1: Yes. <laughs> and I actually, I sent a question to Keeping It Strong. So I've not listened to the podcast as yet. Talking about that um, to tie in with Josh's potential theory, but yeah, that was a. Tanahashi match on night two. Just kidding. Do you think it.
2: When you go. I'm
3: sorry, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, do you think it's possible that we could see a baby face switchblade if he fights Naito?
1: So, working on that assumption, you'd assume that he's been kicked out of the Bullet Club then?
3: That is that. Th- so the one thing that I noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but Bullet Club was always a Gaijin mm-hmm. faction, right? Mm-hmm. It was created, for, it was created for the Gaijins by the Gaijins to basically band together against the Japanese company. Well, when Switchblade had to, when COVID happened, Switchblade couldn't get in the country, and they and Gato brought an evil, and evil became the. De facto figurehead, if you will, that was the first time that Bullet Club has been led by a homegrown Japanese talent. And if you look at it, remember, long gone are the days when Tokyo Pimp Yujiro was the only was the part of my term, but t- terminology, but the token Japanese guy. Look how many Japanese people are in Bullet Club now: mm-hmm. Evil, Kenta, Gato, Jado, Togo, uh, Mori. Yujiro like it is becoming a, by and large, a ma- majority
0: Japanese, Japanese
3: stable. So, I think there's a chance that Bullet Club might side with Evil or Kenta, in our scenarios, against Jay White, and he gets kicked out. That's been the, the history of the of the club, right? The mm-hmm. leader always gets kicked. Well, the I'm sorry, the yep. figurehead always gets kicked out. And they continue moving on.
1: Yep. I think, and I suppose the one thing that the criticism we hear about Jay White is that, like, I know he's he's a heel and you kind of cheat to win, etc. But, like, I, it would be an interesting Jay White babyface because I think, and I'm not one of these people that believers that, like, just because you're a heel, you should limit your moveset, etc., and not do what's like, the quote unquote cool stuff. Um, but I think Jay White as a babyface could be like I think you might see more more in his arsenal. I think you might see something completely different, just in the sense that like I said, you won't see the whole cheating to win, etc., um, getting outside help and stuff like that. Um would be interesting, but like I said, I that's that would be my theory anyway, that well, Jay White wins it and ultimately is kicked out um the Bullet Club. Um but yeah, I'm, like I say looking forward to night three and four especially, um, and then I think is night five and six. I think that might be the com- this coming weekend, um, maybe Saturday Sunday or it's Sunday Monday or something. Can't remember now. But yeah, like I say if you want more in depth analysis etc., keeping it strong style is on the only podcast you should listen to.
2: If you want more so in depth analysis, you need to keep it strong style. That's that's that should be the tagline.
3: Two plugs in one night. They are wow, they really got the juice tonight. Get it? <laughs> no, no. <Okay>. I'll, <sighs> I'll, I'll shut up.
2: The the spark wasn't there for that one.
3: Ah, uh, even see the, the 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 master is still the master.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, appearance. Right. Sorry, this is a bit of a under the hood stuff here, but. Before we started, Rans had a, a Skype background, and I'm seeing if I can get one for me, and it's, it makes me sad that I can't get one, because you see all these videos on Twitter of people with funny backgrounds, and I don't have it, and I still don't have it, so this last 20 seconds has been pointless. <laughs> it's sad, baseball, guys. Right, so the next part we're going to do tonight should take up the rest of the show, it was um, received well by at least one person. Shout out to Paul Tolly, who thought this was a good thing to do. We're going to look at some of the hot takes that we see on Twitter. And <laughs> Oh, Rance just lit, lit up there, like an electrician. Rubbing his hands together joyously. Uh, Why
1: can't I see you?
2: Can you see me, Rance?
3: I can see you fine, yes sir.
2: Okay. Maybe I've just... Th- I don't know. Um, I've saved a few, so there's not some dead air like I did last week. I've saved a few, bookmarked a few tweets that I've seen over the last couple of days and they garnered quite the reaction. So I thought I would take that reaction live on here. And I was worried, well, I was worried for about three seconds about identifying these people, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're going to be, they've been retweeted and talked about, so... There's a chance that more people have seen the tweets than they will listen to the show, so fuck them.
3: The, the slogan of my show, thank you, sir. Yeah. Well, very well done.
2: Which is outsiders' age, which can be found at the Chairshot Radio. Where are you I'll
1: always use your dick <laughs> and your head. Look, see it. See if we're going to talk about people's hot takes. I think we should be naming them. Oh, I'm going to. Um, I mean, if you, I, I've not, saw, I've not seen these hot takes, but see if your takes are absolutely fucking terrible. Then you deserve to be dragged through the mud in named and shamed. So Absolutely. we're not we are not going to do you as a disservice. Whoever tweeted these out, we will give you give out your Twitter handle and everything, your and house, lick, your and phone people, number, and, people, and we'll allow our listeners to come and shit on you personally. Uh, That's just the kind of guys we are.
2: We'll give out their Twitter handle, their star sign, what day the days of the week that they work from home and where they, when they work at the office. <laughs>
1: So so what? what oh. Five so what? Five hot takes did Caleb tweet out then? <laughs>
3: Shout out to Caleb Baldwin. There's there's not enough time in the show for Caleb's hot
1: takes. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. not. Happy birthday, Caleb.
2: Is that today? No,
1: uh, it was a few it was, days. Uh, it was uh, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Sun Sunday,
2: I think it was. Yep. Happy related birthday, Caleb.
1: I text him personally, so.
2: Uh, Right, this one, this is a lukewarm one, but I thought it would be quite an interesting discussion. This is from um, recent admin slash organiser of the LOP Fantasy Draft, Tony Beauchamp, at Bad News Bo. He has said, I missed the World Heavyweight Championship. I wish it would replace the Universal title. Rance, what are your thoughts on this take?
3: The World Heavyweight Championship is the greatest belt, I believe, ever aesthetically
2: mm-hmm.
3: it has a tremendous lineage but look at some point we gotta stop i want to stuff from back in the day like bro it's a new day it's a it's a new generation if you're the legacy um but it's just it's new man like give the universal championship time to become as prestigious as the world heavyweight championship because in 2002 when Eric Bischoff gave that belt to Triple H and subsequently had the feud with Scott Steiner and Goldberg, y'all bitched about that belt. So, like, give it time.
2: Mm-hmm. See, I think the Universal title had a year or so of being cursed because you had Finn, who lost it straight away, and then, okay, it had... This is just a personal standpoint... Okay, Kevin Owens had it for a good few months, so it was good fun. And then it went to Goldberg, and then Rock. Brock Lesnar had it for over a year. And then Roman got it, and he his leukemia flared up again, and he had to go away. Then Seth had it. Oh, I can't even remember. I'm lost. The Fiend had it, and then it went back to Goldberg. And then it was on Braun Showman for a while. And... It's just, it seems a bit muddy, a muddy um, lineage so far. Ricky, are you, are you with us? Is your Skype playing up?
1: No, I'm still here.
2: What are your thoughts on it then?
1: I mean, like, I didn't like the des- design when I first saw it, but I've kind of, I think, gotten used to it is probably the better word, as opposed to coming round on it, mm-hmm. Um like I love the World Heavyweight Title as well, but you know what, Matt? You know the one I love the the Winged Eagle, it, Wind, the Winged Eagle from the Attitude Era. That 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 might be my favourite one. Um, design. I'm just. I don't really have much of a take on it. Like I says like, like I says it, when it first came out, it was like, I don't like the look of that at all, but. I don't mind it now, just because like I say, I've gotten used to what it looks like.
3: And one important thing we got to remember is that everything about entertainment is nostalgic, right? Mm -hmm. It's just this, by nature. But you have to understand that with every generation comes the necessity for a change in something different that reflects that generation. Because, like, our generation that we grew up with was Winged Eagle Belt, the big gold, right? Mm-hmm. Then the ones after us got the spinner belt, and we hated that. But the, but that generation loved it. It sold a ton of merchandise, a ton of
1: it, right? You had, so, you had rocks. The, sorry, you had the rocks. Um, with the build, big W. Well. Yeah. yeah,
3: like everything is – so it, it's it's all – it's all for the generation of, of kids now because you want a brand, you want to make sure you you continue your brand with your championship. I mean, the, one of the smartest things WWE has done as a company is every time a a team or a team wins a championship or a major solo person wins a championship in their sport, they send them a belt, and you can't never miss it because it's got the big ass W right on it, you know. So it, it every every generation is different.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, slightly off topic there. Imagine the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl.
3: I, well, it'll never happen, but that no, would no, be definitely won't the hilarity.
1: A slightly off topic.
3: The, oh, I, go ahead, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Well, it was just because Ryan says when they send it to a sports team or individuals when they win a the title. Oh.
3: How hilarious would it be if the Patriots win and Tony Khan sends a debut championship to the Patriots? Because <laughs> you know that's that's their team. they rock for the Patriots because it's New England
2: yeah. i don't, I'd never really minded the red universal title, but that blue that blue is disgusting really uh, you you
3: don't, like, you don't like the color blue is that what it is
2: no i I mean I think take oh, mine it, It's weird because the Smackdown women's title is lovely but the SmackDown tag and Universal titles are just nasty looking.
1: Right, so, again, random question. What is the nicest title right now in any company? I-W-G-P. That, yeah, anyway. yeah, 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 we, we, that's not included. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, I can't have a uh, That's just not, that's not, that's, okay. is, that, that's the, that is the answer.
3: But I'll give you a secondary uh, answer. Walters, Walters, NAC UK. Yeah, I like that.
2: I'm a big, fave, a big fan of the progress tag titles, actually.
1: Oh, those are beautiful! Mm. I well, do, like
2: the yin I think, and yang. Yep, yin and yang. That's right. Mm. I do, I
1: do, I do like the AEW tag titles,
2: though. Not bad. They look like WCW tag titles.
1: Well, I mean, so do, like a lot of the... I mean, the actual AEW title is just kind of, kind of like the IWGP, just slightly different.
2: The Basically, women's tag titles are nice they are very nice.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd agree.
2: But the progress I, tags are delicious.
3: Personally, mm-hmm. I might get I might get hate for this, but I think I think all of the secondary titles in WWE look great. I think the I think the you know, I see title is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've always loved the cruiserweight title since they got the purple belt off of it. Like I think they they look fantastic. They're just not featured.
1: Mm-hmm. I do like that. I do like the US title. The new
2: it,
3: one. It, when you yeah. when you, when you see it, when when they first debuted, it, I don't know if it was the angle or whatever it looked bad, but ever since then, when you see it in the right angles, it looks majestic and beautiful. So yeah, like they're they're not the park they're not the park with their their uh, secondary titles.
2: I preferred the older US title. That was one of my favorites. So I've got nothing against the new one. I just prefer the other one. And the IC title looks like it should be a promotions world title. It's that nice. Right. You ready for the next hot take? You know, I'm, yep. I'm sort of warming you guys up, okay? The next one. This is a tweet that got some traction from sub to the elitist on YT. Never heard of this person, but they have asked who is someone WWE dropped the ball on? Now, I'm not, they've said Wade Barrett that's not what I'm discussing tonight um, all three of these guys should be strong mid cards by this time but Vince won't let it happen because he's still not a believer in their style, this is from Mr Alright Okay and it is a gift featuring Alistair Black Mustafa Ali and Ricochet David,
3: dropped a ball on those three mm-hmm. Richard?
1: Um, first of all I agree with the Wade Barrett thing. Mm.
2: (laughs) I don't think that's up for Um, dispute, that one.
1: No, like, and I've long says I can't remember the year now, but when Rey Mysterio came in at number 30 and he got booed because everyone thought it was going to be CM Punk, like,
3: that had to have been... That was going to be Brian, that punk, but yeah.
1: Oh, was it Brian? Sorry. That had to have been... Oh, what? Anyway. That had to have been... Wade Barrett up here I'm sorry but I've got some bad news for you and you're like <laughs> cut like, like seriously like that was just a golden opportunity um, Ricochet I don't care much for so I don't really give a shit <laughs> um, yeah Mustafa Ali I think I've been a big sayer in like what you have in him is what you could what you, what you had in Sam well you had in Sammy initially, like just just an all around wonderful person, great babyface, hell of a wrestler. And by the way, like Mustafa, highly can cut a promo as well. Um, like I think, like for me, like we need to where people talk about being pushed and stuff like that. And I know that this person mentioned about midcard. But people need to understand and differentiate is from what, what an actual push is and what they think a push is. Like, when people talk about this guy needs to be pushed, well, well you're saying this guy probably... You know what you're meaning is this guy probably needs to be pushed into the main event title picture. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what a push always is. Like, a push is just if you see the guy on, on weekly TV engaging a good food and, and winning matches. Um, for me, like, I think Mustafa Ali falls into the latter. Like, I understand that like we've got uh, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre etc. And like, would it look weird Mustafa Ali versus Brock Lesnar just from like aesthetically looking at it? Sure, it might look weird coming up against Drew. Fine, but like, I can I can name umpteen examples of whether it's in MMA or in boxing where a smaller guy just decapitates a bigger guy and is just far better than that person. So for me, yeah, I would say Mustafa Ali should be treated better. I'm not advocating that he should be holding one of the world titles. I mean, I definitely wouldn't turn my nose up. I definitely wouldn't turn my nose up at that. Um, I think that dropping a ball suggests that there is no way back now, and it always kind of is. That's the other thing. Like if you look at Braun Strowman, did they drop the ball with Braun Strowman at the time? Yes it did they gave it later on, it didn't feel as special so in that sense it did, but for me when it comes to Mustafa Ali, there's still time there's still plenty of time I think where you can turn it around and start to push him and elevate him, you've just got to fucking let him do it
2: Well I've actually t- uh, bookmarked one of Mustafa Ali's tweets, he's standing in front of the Orlando Magic crest and mm-hmm. um, if they only believed in magic, catch me on this week's episode of Main Event, putting on the best match of the week again. Um,
3: Hashtag Main Event Mustafa.
2: Yep, that, that very one. Um, so, I've, so they two can be tied together, those tweets. We'll, get, we'll touch on Alistair Black in a minute, but is, is that attitude going to help if he's regularly tweeting out his disdain for his position in the company?
1: I mean, I'll let Ryan speak then, but on the flip side, when you keep quiet and nothing's really happening, well, what do you have to lose? I've never... I hate, oh, this person needs to leave WWE and go to AEW, or this person needs to leave AEW and go to New Japan, or this person needs to leave New Japan and go here. Like, I hate all that bullshit, but I would say it from the staff that if he's not going to be treated the way I would like him to be treated, let's let's clear that, let's clear that right away. Just because I want it doesn't mean it should happen and that's the right thing. I'm just talking about purely my own personal feelings towards it. I would happily watch him in a different wrestling company and being pushed further up. Um, I don't want it to be AEW, if I'm honest, because I feel like a lot of his matches then just turn into like flippy non-stop spots and I don't think he's that kind of wrestler
3: and he'll get lost in the shuffle they have too many guys like him
1: yep like I'm not saying he should go here but like if he went to like Impact or something like that like I think yeah, he he'd
3: be, do, be uh, Impact champion in five months
1: yeah. yeah Yeah, I think he'd be great and that's and, and I know people are going to be like oh another WX WWE guy going to Impact to like and, and becoming a champ well that, unlike a lot of the other ones This guy's fucking legit.
3: So let me answer both questions. I'm going to answer the second question first. Is what he's saying on Twitter hurting him? Only if he's not saying it in person. Because when you... I think a lot of the issues we've had with people who have used Twitter as kind of their venting and sounding board, Sasha at one point, the revival, a lot of their tenure... I think the issue we had with it was it came off as them bitching when they were getting everything that they wanted, Mm -hmm. but they were still complaining, right? Sasha was, maybe Sasha hasn't had a long title reign, but Sasha's won like five world championships and has had a hand in almost every, one one of every major moments that women have had over the past six years. The revival, no, we're not used as, we're not used as like, Aging Christian or the Hardys or the Road Warriors or something somebody would have been used but they won six world, champion, world tag championships right they were, they were a major part of that tag division tag division just isn't utilized so when you see them complaining one it makes you feel like well what are you complaining about you got everything mm-hmm. two they weren't doing it in the back right at mm-hmm. least not to that level Mustafa Ali isn't being used
2: and from what we've been led to believe, he was about to be used and then wasn't with the, hacker, times. the hacker thing.
3: Well, multiple times. Kofi Mania was supposed to be Ali Mania. That's true. Multiple times. Like, he's been he's been cut off multiple times. Not because they don't believe in the guy, just things happen. He got hurt. You know, Angle uh, 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 fell out of favour. Things happen. This, this, is what, this is what it is. But it's only to me an issue if what if what you're complaining about is if it doesn't match what what's happening to you, and if I don't believe you're saying it in the back? So now this is very much is conjecture because of the guy Mustafa has shown himself to be, but I do believe, much like Big E has shown us with what he said on his on um talking smack and other shows of of or excuse me, I do believe that big that. Ali is saying the things on Twitter to Vince, to Bruce Pritchard, to Triple H. I give me this opportunity. I deserve this opportunity. Here's why. So I don't take umbrage with it as much as, as in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it I can understand it might not look the best, but Moot said it perfectly. Like, what does he have to lose at this point?
1: You know, the, you know, the place I'd love to see him go is NXT.
3: He's never been there. Yeah.
1: Mm, apart from like what they don't have, like one match in a Cruiserweight Classic or something, but I don't think that oh,
2: well, counts. Uh, remember,
3: he was the alternate in the Cruiserweight mm. Classic, he wasn't even in it.
2: That was the match against Lince Dorado, and I remember it well.
3: Um, to answer this, like seven minute match or
2: something, uh, seven minutes of beauty.
3: <laughs> well, that, that first that first round were real fast matches, but they were really good. To answer the first question, um, you said it perfectly again, Mooch. Again, I'm sorry, Rick. Fabe. not bad. Um, it, take your fan hat, hat off. Put what a push is the only thing that a wrestler is promised or a, a wrestler is is guaranteed is an opportunity. So if you have an opportunity, if you are being utilized, you are not the ball's not being dropped with you. First and foremost, number one, at the bare minimum, Alistair Black is utilized. Yes, Ricochet has been consistently utilized from day one. Like, he's, like there, I can't find very many. He's always been around. I don't think he's ever been on SmackDown. I can't remember very many Raws in the past year, two years now. He's been on the main roster because he debuted right before 35 that he hasn't been on. Mm-hmm. In some capacity, right? Ali can't get on the main show. That's underutilized. That's dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think we all agree with Ali. But Ricochet and, and Alistair Black, if you bring in fandom, are they being used to their their highest potential? No. But there's maybe five guys in the company that are being used to their highest potential. Roman Reigns, just for the first time in his entire reign of terror (pun intended), has been is being used to his full potential for the first time since 2012. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like like so that 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 push conversation is a conversation that we regular pro- folk don't really need to have because we don't understand what constitutes uh-huh. a real push.
2: And you also, people need to understand you need a you need a good med card.
3: Yeah. Somebody gotta lose. Everybody can't win Mm. every match.
2: And it's a different matter if you don't like what they're doing with Alistair Black just now. Um, But he's on telly at the end of the day.
1: You know, like, there's two things, right? I think like, as you say, somebody's got to lose, right? Well, not everyone can be in the upper mid card, or not everyone can be in the main event scene. Like it's just, it's not possible. So obviously, there's going to be people you go around and it's like peaks and troughs. And like like Seth for so long was in was in the main event scene, and then moves down to the mid card, and he was doing this whole thing with Roman Studio and etc. But so at some point, Seth will move back up towards mid It just goes around their cycle. Like, I said, not everyone can be where you want them to be at the time. And the other thing I think is, there's just there's too many people there at the moment on the roster. So if you cut it down slightly and these people went elsewhere, then you might get to watch them elsewhere. So, yeah, like I say, it's like not everyone can be where you want them to be as much as you want them to. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. Like, I mean, Braun Strowman was just... um just held the title for about three or four months and now he's on Raw Underground kind of thing, you know what I mean? So like, there's always, and at some point I'm sure Brom will move back up to the main event. I said, you just, you go out, it's a cycle. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, another person who tweeted in reply to Sub to the Elitist on YouTube about someone dropping the ball, this is a tweet, and I'll say you probably have seen this because it got quite the attraction. What I don't get is... Is this the, uh,
3: is this the one with the, a, with the picture of a, the A-people? Is
1: that the one?
2: The A-people?
1: Is is it the Sasha one?
2: No, no. Uh, what I don't okay. get is he got over the same way the Rock, Stone Cold and Daniel Bryan... Oh
1: Bryant, my God, I saw this one.
2: The the, the the same way the Rock, Stone Cold and Daniel Bryan did, but for some reason it was a problem. So apparently, at Esseno Dub Talk, thinks that Ty Dillinger, was, the ball was dropped on him because he got over in the same way as three strong, strong candidates for best characters ever in WWE.
3: <laughs> so, look, can I speak first? Because I was an admitted Ty Dillinger fan.
2: Oh, I thought it was good fun.
3: I I have a shirt. The numbers never lie. Um, the reason I was a Ty Dillinger fan was because, again... This is a little inside baseball, but if you followed his career, Todd Dillinger had been with the company so long. He was in the ECW reboot.
2: That's right. Gavin something.
3: Gavin Spears, right? On top of that, you remember when uh, Shawn Michaels kicked Stan? He super kicked that guy Stan. What's oh, your name Stan? Yes. Uh, I just kicked st- that's Ty Dillinger. Right. So to see much like I much like how I feel a kinship with Angelo Dawkins. They used to be tag team partners by the way. I respected heavily the fact that everything he took, he said, "I right, cool." He got fired and got rehired. "I right, cool." Stayed the course and stayed the course and found something that worked for him and and bought in completely. Right? like I remember what Angelo Dawkins used to come dress, come to the ring dressed with the little too small hat and the backpack like he was a fake party starter guy with DJ like it was it was horrible <laughs> mm-hmm. so like I remember these things right I remember Husky Harris before he was Bray Wyatt you know what I'm saying yep. like I remember Nick Nemeth the uh the Caddy for Chavo Guerrero when Chavo Guerrero turned white for like 3 weeks <laughs> Like I remember so to see to see these guys find their potential, completely tap into it and go all out is a beautiful thing to see and that's what drew me to Tying. But please understand Dillinger was never over. the 10 chant was over like so, so no like <laughs> nah, he, he got the chat over, but then much like okay, perfect example. Fandango's fantastic. Fantastic wrestler, fantastic character. For seven years in America, crickets. Mm-hmm. But when he goes to the U, what happens? Lose He's the ship. most overdue mm-hmm. in the building. Because of what? The theme music.
2: Mm-hmm. Ricky, right? what are your thoughts? Because I've got a wee mild rant about it. Two things,
1: right? You must be one of two things, right? To be classed as a successor, like, over or whatever, right? You've either got to be, like, amazingly great or whatever inside the ring, or you've got to be, like, a Bray Wyatt-level type of character if you're, like, personality, gimmick, etc. Even neither. Like, you left WWE thinking you were a big deal. What the fuck are you doing in AEW? It's not like you're going to treat it as a big deal there.
2: You're letting Tony Khan give you stunners in dark matches?
1: Like, that, that's it. Nothing else needs to be said, like. What was the
3: match with him and Dustin when he had, when he that up to his underwear, or, I'm sorry, to his skivvies? Like that. <laughs> like that. Down to his skivvies with, with uh, Tully's face on his crotch? Like, a... but, this, but this is stone cold. Mm-hmm.
2: There used to be a brand of boxers in the UK called Ball bags, By the way,
3: Yeah, Come get a pair of Ball
2: Bags. <laughs> uh, what's, your t- what's your second thing, Ricky? That
1: was it. Like that was it. Two things where you either got to be like a great personality or great in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's fucking neither. Like this, just that tweet made no sense to me whatsoever. Mm. Just some fucking idiot tweeting just nonsense.
2: Oh, he got, he got dragged over the hot coals like someone who just spilled a barbecue in their back garden.
1: What's the Twitter handle because I'm going to go on my Twitter right now and just tweet um, oh. you and my friend <laughs> you and my friend are a fucking idiot what at- was it? Ricky is ruthless y'all, I hope y'all understand this what by now, it? he
2: is ruthless it's at Asino Dub Talk two I S's it. I e s s i n o d u b Talk shout out to Essie Rios by the way
3: SA Rios.
2: Great European title match with Eddie Guerrero at Backlash two thousand. Check it out on the WWE network. Free for the first month and nine ninety nine thereafter.
3: Did d- do y'all get a kickback from that or something? You that was a good plug.
2: It was. I can plug WWE better than I can plug my own bloody show.
3: <laughs> Cause we get the plugs every five minutes when we watch I the know. shows.
2: So right. See, so just just, uh, sort of, maybe 6, 12 months before, basically the takeover era.
1: Oh, hold on, this piece of shit's got 27 followers, fuck that. Have they? That's some fucking stupid account, I'm not replying to that.
2: And they've said, uh on the 11th of September, fuck Christmas. Okay.
1: I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie, right? I'm sorry for any UK folks that listen to the show and are gonna be offended by this, right? I fucking hope Christmas gets cancelled.
3: That's not fair.
1: Uh, We celebrated Eid. We celebrated the shit out of Eid. I ate good on Eid. You know what's not fair? Cancelling the fucking biggest uh, Islamic celebration the night before it is due to take place. Not only the night before, like mere hours before. Less than 12 hours. What was cancelled. Like the can like people up and down in Bradford and Blackburn and general round of that area in England were told you're not allowed to go to the model any of houses. Eid was effectively cancelled. They cancelled Eid over there. I didn't know that.
2: Yes. Oh dear, dear, dear.
3: Eid, Eid Ali, all every all, every, every other cultural thing has gone on here. And they cancelled it. That's met. Okay, well then that's, that's fair. I, I respect that. But he is. I'll be this year and like the.
1: Uh, Nah, I don't want to cancel. I'm just taking a piss. But, like, you know, like, anyway, we'll forget about politics. Like, some of the stuff that's happening over here makes no sense on you go, Clive. Right.
2: So round about to take over era, or let's say six to 12 months before Ty Dillinger was called up, there has been a trend with the NXT call-ups, and I think it does continue, where those who weren't actually that big a deal in NXT moved over to the main roster, and became a bigger deal. Braun Strowman, Alexa Bliss, even... Elias. Elias, yep. The, there's been a few more. I can't. I did have a list in my head, and I've lost it now, it's gone. But there's been a few that have done much better for themselves on the main roster than they did in NXT. And I thought when Ty Dillager went up, it's weird that he's been called up because he's actually not done that much okay He had a good 10 gimmick that went over. It did go over very well. And he had a couple of takeover matches. But realistically, it didn't really set the header alight with regards to a career, like a successful achievement-laden career. And he was one of the odd ones out when it came over to the main roster that just sort of nothing happened. It's like he's had so many chances as you said, WWE CW. He was there before. He was in NXT. Was he in NXT before the TakeOver era?
3: Yeah. He was He was always, he was kind of the gatekeeper. Right. So like, yeah, he he's a former FCW champion. He's, yeah, he's, him and Angelo Dawkins were the king of the developmentals because they were there forever.
2: They were even used, he's sorry. He was even used as the go-to wrestler, for those returning from lengthy injuries. Because
0: mm-hmm.
2: he was that clean and crisp and textbook of a wrestler that Sami Zayn, buggered shoulders and all, trusted him to scrap in the ring with. And then it just came onto the main roster and the most over he was was when Randy Orton put, took some pliers to his fingers.
3: <laughs> That's true, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, we... But- and our dumbass is like, oh, there's a story coming. No.
2: <laughs> Aye. And then since then, he's been in AEW. He had a match with Cody. Um. Then the Aaron chair shot. The, the chair shot heard around the world. He's doing something with Tully. St- sitting there taking pictures. What What's different?
3: Well, I can tell you what's different. He's 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 cutting his own promos and making his own gimmick now, and so he's even he's even lower on the card now than he was. <laughs> keep it a buck. Am, what, am I lying? Nah, he's,
1: he's terrible.
2: Speaking of Ty Dillinger let's keep it on topic. Uh, this was from someone more more than twenty seven followers, Mister Warren Hayes. Um, whose oh, current ha- more. handle is Slapjack Mace? <laughs> uh, now, I, g- I agree with this, and I spoke about this last week. So the Iconics are no longer a tag team, but they're still friends. But we had to split up the tag team, but they're still friends. But the tag team absolutely had to split up. Now, this is... I think this is more indicative of they're just shredding through the women's tag teams at the moment. But I haven't seen Raw... Rance, can you confirm that there's still been good friends on TV? I,
3: would, I wouldn't say good friends, but they were, they. were mm-hmm. I think the story is being told, and it, I am one to see things where there might not be something, so I can acknowledge that. But what it looks like they're doing is that they're telling the story of, well, they're they're so used to being around each other that they're doing it because it feels right, even though they're not the same people. Okay. And it's a slow breakaway, and we're going to end up feuding. But right now, well, I haven't been away. I've been with you the entire time I've been in America and in this company. So we're still going to be around each other because Billy K went with Peyton Royce to the ring, but Peyton was getting ass beat and Billy was just watching. And then Zelina walked in and caused a disqualification and Billy was just watching Mm-hmm. you know so right. like nothing happened um so i'm sure it seems like something is coming to an head there eventually and then vince will you know all of a sudden say fuck it and forget about it and keep it moving but nonetheless
2: i just want them to be together it it sees certain scenarios within one's mind oh,
3: oh this it's a, a different type of oh. i was to vince's credit both of those girls have tremendous potential as single stars. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't I I wouldn't have broken them up, broken them up, but I can see wanting to make some money with them individually. I can see that.
2: There's been a lot of talk about Billy Kay being a terrible wrestler, and that if it's going to be a splitting up then Peyton Royce is the right choice. Again, this is probably bias. I prefer Billy Kay. There's a there's a comic I mean, comic genius to her that Vince would absolutely love if she was given free reign.
1: Go look and I don't really pay attention to stuff like this, but I saw a tweet. Go look at the, the just based on the entrances alone, like the the difference in views, like Billy Kay has so many more YouTube views than Peyton Royce does.
2: That's my fault
3: can I, can I keep it a buck with you
1: can I keep it a buck with you Rick
3: mm-hmm. Yes, a lot, a lot of that is people like her but and I'm 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 just keeping it real I'm not saying I agree with this but you can see Billy's tits in, the, no, in okay. the in the in the <laughs> thumbnail and Payton's thumbnail doesn't show tits
2: do you know how people say um Merlin's beard when it's a sort of oh for god's sake they'll say oh Merlin's beard mhm would Billy tits be a good re- Billy's tits be a replacement for that? Oh, Billy's tits.
3: For you, sir, yes. But remember, they might not know you're talking about Billy K. It might be Billy somebody else. Kidman? Billy Gunn?
2: <laughs> I would say arse.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Because speaking about the wrestling quality, I can't remember what pay-per-view it was, but there was a, a four-tag-team... Uh, four tag team, four women tag team there were four women tag teams in a match a fatal four way and it was one of the crispest matches on the night lots of sequencing going on, up and over bridges, suplexes, roll ups schoolboys, boys, school girls um, and the Iconics were front and centre in a lot of that so people can jog on with their Billy Kay's a terrible wrestler in my opinion bias probably is strong in my heart but I'm just sad. I really enjoyed the iconics. That um gif of Billy K moshing out. <laughs> i know but i would even give her a a network show
3: you gotta be joking me
2: oh rance well done
1: no he actually meant like you gotta be joking are you serious no we don't want a network show well hey look multiple
3: uses of that phrase sir (laughs) if i if i can if i can get a pop out of out of clive i'll take it
2: okay Right, we're down to let me see. This is the last one? Uh, hold on a minute, I've lost it. Make it a good one. Right. I don't know if it is a good one or not. So apparently at PW stream, this is I know they're a horrendous entity. Um Finn Balor wants a match against Edge. Now, the way that's worded it's as if Finn Balor has said that himself. So that's not what I am. Talking about Suplex City Limits, retweeted this and said Edge only gets to work with people we've seen him with back in the day. Never understood why they stuck him with autumn instead of doing new matchups. Now, Ricky, I'm sure you can imagine things were curtailed rather abruptly with the the tricep injury. Do you think that has any merit? Now, before you answer, re- uh, Edge was on. What's his face's podcast? Corey Graves. And he did say that once the Orton thing's over, he wants to work with the newer talent, he wants to have stories with the young guys and show them all about having stories, story-driven stuff. And obviously it was put in the can. We would have expected this to all have been wrapped up by a So injury aside, would you rather Edge worked with Orton or straight away in with new feuds?
1: The Orton one didn't bother me because this, the storyline was right there from the Royal Rumble, you know, um, with the elimination. Like It didn't bother me in that sense. Um, yes, it should be done by now, but obviously with Eddie's injury. Like, for his first one back, that didn't bother me at all. Like, now, if he then goes on to go some Orton and then say, suddenly Cena comes back, suddenly he's doing Undertaker, I'd be like, just fucking put this on a different show please like get the old timers their own show kind of thing so no I, I expect them to definitely come in and, and maybe start working with some of the younger talent um, kind of like what Jericho done towards the back end of his time in WWE um, so yeah that doesn't bother me at all It like I say the awesome thing from coming into the Rumble and how the Rumble played out how they played it out it made sense to me and like I said it would be over and done with by now if it wasn't for the injury um, and it's not like we got two bad matches like I know the second match is built to be like the greatest wrestling match ever, right? Whatever, but it's still decent. People, yeah, and even the WrestleMania match for me probably went on slightly sort of too long, but it was still a good match to watch. Um, so that doesn't bother me. Like now, let's say is now, if he goes away and doesn't come back again, I'd be kind of like, oh, man, that was a perfect opportunity you had to to force something like a Kevin Owens or whoever, like one of the quote unquote younger talents, and to go over on Edge. So that's where I'd have an issue if it's just a case of one and done and it's only going to be, it was only never going to be Randy Orton. and I'd be like, you know, you kinda of missed an opportunity there. Um uh, but that uh, doesn't bother me. Like I'm sure we are going to get Edge versus someone else, like that isn't a quote unquote legend or from someone who's one of the old older guys.
3: Um uh am I the only one who seems to remember that Adam Copeland broke his neck? And had to retire for nine years. Am I the only one who remembers that? Because last I checked, the man's neck was in such a bad shape that if he took a wrong bump, he would be paralyzed for life. At one point,
1: am I the only one who remembers that? Yeah. So you're dealing with someone that you know and someone that you feel you. Like sometimes people just say shit just to say. Like, Clive, you'll understand this
3: better than I think. Than I think Rick will because you have daughters. I tell my girls all my girls all the time, just talk just because they can just fucking talk. Nothing of substance to say, nothing that they're trying to get across, nothing they even want to tell you. They just feel like I have to talk because I have the ability to talk. Sometimes people just say shit just to say shit, because if he he had feuded with four people, I let's have a conversation He's feuded with one guy, and the one guy he feuded with is the consensus safest wrestler on the roster. What are we talking about? Mm. Why is this a conversation? Like what are we looking what are we looking for? What controversy is this person looking for? Like like you you want you want him to wrestle Finn? Who who you want him to take a Pele kick? Really, not, the nineteen
2: sixteen? Oh, the nineteen sixteen. And his first God. match
1: back? Like, and, what and are we doing? Not only that, like, like just give us some fucking time to see where who he wrestles next. <laughs> He's had like, two matches, dog. Like, and, and like we say, I'm sure. He, like, I don't, we don't know about his contract situation, but like, let's just say he never got injured. I'm sure, be a classic champions or maybe it's whatever. Says he would have involved in another match. Like, for fuck, fa- just let it fucking play out. If you don't like how it plays out, that's the time to shit on it. Just see how, just in general, when it comes to wrestling, just just let it play out. Yeah, you can say I don't like this, I don't like where it's going. But and then when it's done, just shit all over it and say I hated that and this is why I hated it. Don't but, start but, shitting on stuff and have form these stupid opinions like two matches into his return. Yeah.
2: And,
3: and 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 real quick, I'm sorry. One more thing, real quick, real quick. There's a big difference between not liking something and being able to understand why something is happening. Learn the difference. Mm-hmm.
2: The, my gripes with Edge coming back are different entirely, just because of his, as we've talked about there, the neck injury. I'm over it, I would say I'm over it now, but obviously as kind of towards the very twilight of his career, if he's on his second match back and his triceps left him out for months and months, but The impatience with fans is rife.
1: Look, man, if you come back from career threatening injuries and stuff and you want to wrestle again and and one bump can go wrong, I'm fucking watching. Like, you know what I mean? You know the risk. And you have Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about edge, I'm just talking about general. You might have a wife, you might have children, you know the risk, but you're still willing to do it. I'll watch.
2: Whatever will happen will happen.
1: So while so you're,
2: you're fully aware of what could go wrong. Aye. While Edge's story is still to be played out, what we've seen from Orton is his best work in 11 years. Mm-hmm. 11 years before Edge retired. That's crazy, isn't it? It's maybe even better than the, the psychopath Ed, what, that he was. Like, my favourite time was when he was the young legend killer. That was was so cool. Everything about that was cool. He was untouchable, but this year has been something very special. Yeah, Yeah,
1: he's
2: been excellent this year. Well, that's me for the hot takes that I bookmarked on Twitter, I have to say. That was quite good. That's probably the easiest content generator I've ever come across
1: See can before I, see before we move on, mm-hmm. can we talk a little retribution? I, you
3: took it out of my mouth. You wanna talk hot takes, can we talk about Slapjack Mason T bar? Oh. Slapnuts? Oh. Right <laughs> choke on that, Slap nuts.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: like You you guys don't you guys I I have the hot take factory show. You guys don't have the opportunity to spit these things. I want to know what you think.
1: I liked it at the start. I those names are fucking ridiculous, right? Um, the masks they were wearing this past week, I didn't mind. Djokovic's, I, I I don't really get the comparison part because I'm not into all these fucking stupid superhero make believe oh. Iron Man, Superman, Batman,
3: oh. shite. Whoa, um, you had to say stupid. That was unnecessary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, nah, fun enough I actually just watched Man of Steel earlier on today. Um, uh, so I don't I don't, I don't get who's who it looks like or whatnot, whatever, right. The one with um, uh, Mercedes Martinez and um Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know like if you want us like obviously based on that, like you want us to know who they are, but you could have made it a better They've done a better job of hiding their faces more. Um, and the, the names I hate. I want to see a mouthpiece or a leader, though. Whether it's Shane, Triple H, a disillusioned wrestler, Kevin Owens, Sammy, whoever. It, I don't, I'm just naming names here. Whoever it may be. Um, it was fun at the start. Like I says, um, I'm hoping they do have some form of leader that that comes out at some point. It's not even retribution I want to really be talking about. You know who? And I don't. I, I read results and then I pick little small segments to watch. You know who? When it was recorded and I watched it for. I, I didn't watch a full show, but I I I started going through it because I wanted to see these segments. You know who who I've loved the last two weeks? Her business. Oh Lord. <laughs>
3: her.
1: Or, that's
3: or uh, affectionately known as the Bruh Horseman, mm. greatest name I've ever heard on
1: Twitter. Oh that's <laughs> Fucking it. I, like, oh, like, go back to last week when, when, it, when, when it, when it was a uh, the closing segment, and they all come out, and they put the belt, puts a belt down, they all start unbuttoning their jackets, and MVP kind of puts his arms out and says, "Let's go!" And you just saw them all marching down, like. Nope. And then this week again, just that's how his show starts and obviously the other thing I quite liked about the ending of the show in a sense was it was Drew McIntyre that was reading, leading the locker room. It wasn't just all these random also runs that no one gives a fuck about. Granted, there were quite a few of them there, but it was kind of, it was almost a powerful type image. It was like, well, do you know what? Drew's leading the charge here, bringing the rest of the locker room out so the the, the main guy cares and it, it, it adds a little credit to it. Um, but the hot business... Fucking unbelievable these last couple of weeks. Um,
3: to, to your point about Drew bringing everybody out, Retribution had been jumping people in the back all night. So that's why they felt the need to come. Like, like. Uh, so, uh, they yeah, jumped, no, I get, I get
1: uh, that. Titus I'm, and Humberto. It's, it was more so the fact that Drew was there. Drew was late. Was there. late. Yeah. Drew was yeah. Yeah. So it, it could have been like, even if it was Titus leading them, you'd be like, all right, okay. Mm, or even if it was Humberto or if it was anyone else, you'd be like, uh, but oh, Drew led him out. That's uh, to me. That was that was good to see. But like I said, the Hot Business are a fucking sensational. I absolutely love those guys. Uh, and I, I know we keep talking about the whole no crowd thing. I'm telling you, see, last week when their music hit, if we had a crowd, and that's how's and that's how volume of it, crowd, a fucking lost our shit
3: mm-hmm. It'd been Shield Wyatt's level.
1: Oh, it's, it's, Hot Business are fucking excellent.
2: Yeah, they are enjoyable I have to say.
3: Well, Clive, Retribution.
2: <laughs> right, first thing. It's dotted throughout the main it's dotted throughout the product. You've got a thing called the Thunderdome. You've got these Mad Max style masks. You've got the riots. You've got Raw Underground where etiquette is out the window and it's all just about raw survival. pardon the pun. The creative are definitely leading into this post-apocalyptic times, in my opinion. Um, the whole COVID coronavirus riots in America, all that stuff. Um, it's as if they've taken aspects of real life and taken it and put them into the show and given it this post-apocalyptic feel. There's a there's one there's there's a one word to term for that. I can't remember what it is. Um... So from that side of things, I can appreciate what they're doing there to give it that end of end of day's feel. Retribution, I thought the visuals at the start were stunning. The chainsaw to the ring, just spray painted, not even like doing the NWO, they just ripped the performance centre to shreds and just the visuals were excellent it went on doing the same things for a bit too long for my liking, which I said last week and then all of a sudden things change immediately this week I am very excited to see Dijak on the main roster, I'm surprised at Mercedes Martinez
3: She's been wrestling 20 plus years it, it, she had to get called up she, mm. it would be a disservice to her to wrestle a long time at NXT when she's been main roster ready for 15 years.
2: How good was that cage match with Rhea Ripley by the way?
3: Fantastic. And I'm very upset they didn't start the next NXT with Robert Stone still on top of the cage. <laughs> that would have been the perfect way to start the show. But yeah, fantastic.
2: There is whoever is in charge of booking specifically women's cage matches on NXT. Give them give them a wage rise. Give them a, a parking spot. Closer to the building the entrance.
3: Agreed, agreed. So many it, amazing, oh, I've been fantastic. Yeah, come think of it.
2: Even the one with Dream. Okay, well, that the, the Dream situation is something else. But the way he won his match to get a title opportunity against Adam Cole, that was really clever. But the whole thing with Shayna Baszler and was it you?
3: EO, EO, yeah, when Candace jump off the top. Oh, yep. Such
2: a good finish. The finish where Tegan Knox was smashed up Stuck. against behind the door.
3: Fantastic. It, yes, you are right.
2: Sir. And this one, bringing the weapons in before the match, set the tone immediately. Okay, it wasn't a, a clever finish in terms of using the cage match, but just what's going on with the women's cage matches in NXT? They've all been absolute crackers.
3: Well, but NXT books their women probably better than the mm-hmm. only other division that books their people better may be AEW's tag. Mm-hmm. But like NXT's women's division is one of the best book divisions in all of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um just wanna add one thing on retribution. Yes it's silly. Yes it's a little hokey, it's early. The only issue I have I don't have an issue with the names so much as I have why they have those names. Because the story's been told that they are performance center veterans, the story's been told that they've been signed to the company in some capacity for a while, um, and I know they don't think that we remember it past last week, but like, we remember Dio Madden, the black, the big black guy with all the dreads, used to be calling that same damn show, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Media Yim is in an open relationship on on camera and Canon. With Keith Lee. So, like, tell me why they changed their names, and I'll be okay with the name changes. Like, at least with Eric and Ivar, it's a very clear understanding. They're Vikings. Those are Viking names. They chose to lean into their Viking roots and go all in. Like, I, cool. I can understand that. But, like, why would Dio Madden start calling himself Mace all of a sudden? Like, what, does, what, about, Don, what about Dominic Dijakovic? makes him want to be called t-bar now like why tell me what what is the catalyst for this change did they join a gang is this a real life gang type situation i right, cool because we know they're basically playing antifa what are we doing tell me why and then i can accept it until then it just sounds like you're doing shit to do shit
2: mm. well who who was it that was slapjack
3: that's Shane oh
2: Fucking hell.
3: <laughs> and by the way, that's, Shane Thorne might be the most important member of the five because he's going to take the bumps. Right? Brendan yeah. and, and, and Dijak are too huge. So Shane's going to work most of the matches and take the bumps. So like he's the most important person. And I'm so stoked for him because no diss to Mikey Nichols or whatever he's called in, in, in uh, New Japan now. He's fantastic, but when he left, like Shane Thorne was on his own, like had his ass out there to dry. So I'm happy he got an opportunity because he's fantastic.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Just when he was on his own, it just felt like a total channel changer for me.
3: He's not a singles guy. That's why he's mm-hmm. he's a he's a tag specialist. He is a he's one of the best tag wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. The mighty the mighty don't kneel. Went to every every except for NXT. Every company they were ever in, they became the best tag team.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't, that's just put me right off the retribution now that you said that.
3: Oh, okay. Well, it's not him then. It's uh, I don't know, random white guy number sixteen.
2: Dexter Loomis. But
3: well, no, nah, because Dexter Loomis got some beef on that. He got some beef on him, bro. You, if it was Dexter, you'd know those traps would be mm. bur- bulging out of that shirt.
2: Because of all these crawling about the place. Well, <laughs>
3: yeah, this is a good
2: point. Speaking of uh, slap nuts, and if you're wanting to slap some good old-fashioned deodorant onto your nuts... I f-
1: actually did, just so you're aware. Uh, a couple of hours ago, when I came out of the shower, slapped uh-huh. on some old cream that continued with the,
2: the plug. Well, this is why Manscaped have redesigned the electric trimmer. Uh, the Manscaped Engineering team have spent more than now 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the June Improved. Did you just sniff your fingers?
1: He just so, did! Obviously, obviously, I didn't have my hand in there, but I'm just... because like,
2: so I can't
3: see anything past your neck, sir. We don't know what you
1: did.
2: If you didn't have your hand down there, how did you apply the stuff?
1: <laughs> I didn't apply it right now.
2: Just go with the I joke. I literally...
1: No, no! Because you're making it out like I'm just sitting here grabbing my nuts, talking to you two and just randomly sniffing my hand because I want to smell my balls. I want to smell my balls.
3: Maybe Manscaped stuff smells that good.
2: It does. It does smell it nice. Does. It does. how
3: it smells. Ah, nice. ah, back to the plug. Uh, the,
2: the third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. If you have the accident which I had, which was you shaved too much off, then that's your own fault. Um, millions of balls. No such, that...
1: no such possibility of shaving too much
2: off. But anyway, <laughs> all right, slick, slick, Dick. Um, millions of balls are out to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Manscaping accidents are uh, finally a thing of the past. The battery will last up to ninety minutes, so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've upgraded to a seven thousand revs per minute motor with quiet stroke technology, and let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Oh, I've scrolled too quickly. Um, I want you to experience this firsthand. I want you to experience the the gels, the creams, the deodorants, the free newspaper. The, underwear. That you, the under. Yep. Not exactly ball bag standards, but they're close enough. So Jesus, mate. Way to fucking
1: destroy your sponsor.
2: <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Trim that junk of yours. Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with your order if you put the code SUPLEX at the checkout area at manscaped.com. Your balls and your loved ones will thank you. So, one As well,
1: question. Your hand. As well, your hand. Pam, Pam and
2: her friends. Pam and her five sisters. Just one, one quick question.
1: Uh,
3: if you're shaving your balls for 90 minutes, I don't think you're shaving anymore. I think you have a, a, an enjoyment of that sensation.
1: Uh, I did. Honestly, I didn't mind taking the old razor to the balls. I quite liked that. That was nice. it save... was a therapeutic moment for me. Mm-hmm. I shaved Every a... week. Every week.
2: I shaved uh... A Formula One finishing flag, into mine.
1: Well done. No, I didn't. It just all goes every bit of it. how
2: uh, you know, we we're talking about? Pam and her five sisters. You might not understand this Rance but Ricky, you know how. And it's kind of a touch on a, rec- a partially recent Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley angle. Oh God! What is one of the slangs for a penis in Scotland?
1: So many, right. Dick, Dick, y-
2: Bobby, Bobby, right? So <laughs> Bobby and his five sisters.
1: <laughs> oh my god! An incest incest wank.
3: Is that is that the new category I'm pointing up?
1: Incest. Uh, wank. We are so sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm just I'm just going to take some right now and be like, I'm sorry. Don't say it, not gonna put any context to it, nothing whatsoever. <laughs> and he's gonna you know, he like, what's wrong and i like, you'll find out tomorrow night.
2: <laughs> and uh, I'll underneath it I'll put a, a gif of the young child with the bucked teeth dabbing his sweat ridden forehead <laughs> now, who fancies a quiz? I do It's fucking quiz time With Ricky and Clive and Rance A fucking WWE quiz
3: You know I'm going to get a guitar And I want to make a version of that for you
2: So good You know I Or an 8-bit version Nice That would be dope
1: we, say, we all, The theme goes, a WWE quiz, that's not quite true anymore, is it?
2: It's an Edge quiz.
1: As an outsider's Edge?
2: No, because half the time we end up using Edge as a category. <laughs> the
3: Adam Copeland quiz. The Adam Copeland Invitational.
2: Adam Copeland, baby.
3: People don't seem to get that joke when I tell it to other people. The Adam the Austin Jenkins, he's black. <laughs>
2: they
3: don't they don't appreciate it like you guys do. I, I appreciate you guys appreciation.
2: It is one of the funniest things. <laughs> there we go. Right. So
1: No, I think I think one time we said it to James. And we were like, "Oh, because Adam calls black," and he was like, "What?" And then uh, J- James got it was like, "Ah, oh, Jenkins, yeah." No <laughs> like, I'm sure it was James. I'm sure.
3: James and I are normally on the same wavelength when it comes to jokes like that. He normally uh, gets.
1: I'm sure. it I'm definitely saying. I'm sure it was James. I can't remember what podcast we were doing it like, but James, ah, like, oh, yeah, I get it.
2: <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. He should. Um, Eve Torres should come back, right? And then they should have an online, an on screen relationship where they're just called Adam and Eve.
3: Adam and Eve, wow. You know, Eve's husband is a Gracie brother, right? So, like, he'd kill anybody. (laughs) He'd probably touch her.
2: And then I can't remember if my Bible's correct, but they could have a son and call him Cain.
3: You're right, Cain's the oldest.
2: Right, the Cain, Abel
3: and, Cain, Abel, and Seth.
2: Cain, Gable, and Seth. There's your, Cable. there's your new stable.
1: But the now that you mentioned Gracie, Stylebender versus Paulo Costa this weekend. Oh my God! Oh, did you see? Did you whoa. see
3: uh the, ch- Chisholm or whatever his name is? Ch- whatever the the Russian dude who knocked dude out with one punch.
1: Oh, um, I thought, yeah, you ch- Sorry,
3: uh, I WWE w- quiz. We'll we'll talk this later. WWE right. quiz.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. So. Ricky, this was just meant for you, but we got Rans in quite late notice, so there's a high chance that you're going to lose this quiz, okay? <laughs> uh, it is a quiz where we will see if you know what NFL teams wrestlers came from.
3: Oh, that's not fucking fair. <laughs> I'm going to kill Rick in this, okay.
2: But last time, remember last time you came on and you got destroyed... And you thought I was it was a, a fix, but you you were a last minute ad- addition. Oh,
3: no, okay, no, you're right, you're right. Okay, so you just, I just, I just want you to know, you just made it worse for your boy. I just need you to
1: understand
0: that. <laughs> I
2: know, um, but
1: I mean, I just want people to know. Like, I know my fucking American football.
2: Okay. Well, let's see how well you know it. I,
1: I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know my wrestling, but I know my American football. <laughs>
2: Uh, Ricky what's your buzzer I spit in
1: the face of people who
2: don't want to be cool
3: Lance so I just watched one of the greatest professional wrestling matches in history earlier and it's from New Blood Rising 2000 in WCW the Canadian Rules Canadian Heavyweight Championship match with Mike Awesome and Lance Storm if I can be serious for a minute
2: Oh, uh, I would watch the living daylights out of that match
3: I just watched it again this morning. It's fantastic. Only a three count. <laughs> it's the greatest spot
2: ever. Right, right. So the first person has which two teams did Modro they play for? So this is a two-pointer. Stay
3: serious for a minute. Rance? He played for the Cardinals. I know that Arizona Cardinals. And he played for the. It wasn't no. It wasn't the Colts because that was Corbin which is probably a question on this quiz. Um, it was the Bills.
1: It was I uh, spent a the Face with the People Wanted to be Cool. Rance got one, and the other one was the Packers.
2: Well done. That's right. Yeah, okay. Um, Goldberg played four. Um, uh,
3: my buzzer. Where's my buzzer? The, uh,
1: uh, <laughs> Just shout I buzzer. Spent the face with Cool. <laughs> oh, uh,
2: I would say Rancey. I mean, he did. Uh, he it he did say the word buzzer, so that kind of counts.
1: <laughs> I forgot my
3: damn buzzer. He played for the Falcons. Uh,
2: what Falcons of where?
1: Atlanta Falcons.
2: Yep. Okay. The
1: Falcons of where? We actually do need to name the city for him. By the way.
3: <laughs> oh, you, yeah. My bad. Yes, the, the, the Falcons of Atlanta of <laughs> Uh.
2: Rowan Simmons played for who in the 1980s?
3: Um, if I could be serious for a minute. Rance? He didn't play pro football. He played for the Florida State Seminoles.
2: Fuck. No, according to... Uh, you played pro? WWE.com is the source for this one.
3: Oh, shit. Well, that's you know, just made up. No, I didn't know he played uh, pro football. Sh- Sprit in your
1: face so people do want to kill. Cool. Okay. Cleveland
2: Browns
3: <laughs> it is is it really mm-hmm well done
2: well done right uh, his tag partner Justin Bradshaw signed with whom in the 1990
3: this is a trick question if I could be serious for a minute mm-hmm because he didn't play for the NFL he played for the USFL did he play for the NFL? Is it the NFL team? I, I don't know. He
2: won't know. It says, okay, because I remember him. It says on Go the com superstars who played in the NFL, so it must be.
3: NFL. Okay. Um, I already buzzed, so I'll give a guess. Because uh, I know he played for the USFL. Um, my guess will be, I know, I know it's not Dallas. Uh, my guess will be the Denver Broncos. Nope.
1: What a
2: year? Nineteen ninety. Such an unflattering picture they've got up of him.
1: Um I spit their face of so people who don't want to be cool.
2: Mm-hmm. The Cardinals? Nope. Um Los Angeles Raiders.
3: Oh, he was a Raider. That well that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah,
2: no especially in the nineties. So am I say am I right in saying it's two points apiece at the moment? Three, I think two. So. No, two each, two each. Yes?
1: Well, I got the first one and the Browns. Rance got the first one, the Falcons, and I feel like you got someone else. I got another one, yeah. I can't remember where it was, yeah. so was.
2: Three two to Rance. No,
1: two two two's fine.
2: Two two is fine. No, I think you're right. Three two. Um Now, here's for two points. I don't know if this is two points. Actually, Steve Mongo McMichael (laughs) was a member of which team?
3: If if I can be serious for a minute, Chicago Bears, 1985 champions.
2: (sighs) That's the second one. Um, That was the other bonus point. What? What was? What did he get in that year? And it was a Super
3: Bowl in '85.
2: Yep. So 5-2 to Rance.
1: Sure, he was a part of the... Yep. single to team. Yes, sir. I
3: think he was a right guard. I think he was offensive lineman. Number 76.
2: Uh, right. Next one. Superman's arch nemesis, Lex Luger, was signed by the...
3: If I could be serious for a minute.
2: Rance?
3: It was a Viking. Minnesota Viking, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm. He also played in the Canadian Football League and the USFL.
1: I spit in the face of with they want to be cool. Ricky? You're not going to get any... You're not going to understand this, but it's in definitely... You said the Vikings runs?
3: I said the Vikings, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's in the NFC North team.
1: So it is, enough. Get... it is, but it's between... It's not Detroit. It's either Green Bay or it's Chicago.
3: That'd be crazy um, if it's Chicago, because it's from
1: Chicago. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say... What year did you say?
2: Didn't say. Doesn't have the year. Uh,
1: Fuck it. Green Bay. (laughs) Correct. Oh, was it Chicago? Oh, yes.
3: Well done. Well done, sir.
2: Right. Uh, right, This is an interesting question. An injury kept Titus O'Neill from playing for which team? NFL? Mm Mm-hmm. but he played in the Arena Football League.
3: Well, we're talking about the NFL team he played for, right? Yeah, he
2: was going to play for them, but uh, he got injured.
3: want to give it a guess, um, if I could be serious for a minute. Rance. Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
2: Nope. Ricky? Um,
1: I don't know he went to Florida.
3: Oh dog! Oh man! <laughs> if Rick gets it wrong, they'll tell me the answer because I know it. I think I'm pretty sure I know it
1: now. Okay, right? Screw it because I said Florida. Um, with the Dolphins. Nope.
3: Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Correct.
1: Yep. I, I don't get the one, point one for three, that. But yeah. I had a one in three chance.
3: But he went to Florida.
1: Yeah, Whereas, yeah, well, so that's where I, I went Miami. I could have yeah. went Miami, Tampa, or Jacksonville. I
3: went, well, I, I said Tampa because he lives in Tampa, and I was oh, thinking, I why else would he live there?
1: Oh, I didn't even hear you say Tampa. Yeah, okay.
2: right, I'll do two I more.
1: Probably still would, i probably start with i probably start with I went Miami anyway.
2: I'll do three more, right? Um, Ray Finkel.
3: <laughs> Who the
1: hell is Ray Finkel? The...
3: You gonna sit there and what, and what is it? Who is that guy?
2: R- Ricky, come on, you know who Ray Finkel is? Or who who he became? Ricky, Ace Ventura is one of our favourite fucking films. Uh, I no, I yeah, I know who you're
1: talking about, but I've not got a fucking clue. But fuck it. Yeah, spent a face with we don't want to cool. <laughs>
2: Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Aye, that's it. What Is was that Ray Finkel? Ray was in the Ace Ventura film. Uh, Dan Marino did not have the laces out. Ray Finkel missed a Super Bowl winning goal, disappeared, had a sex change, became a detective, and then kidnapped Miss- the Dolphin and tried to kill Dan Marino. Missed the
1: Super, missed the super Bowl super kicker, whatever you just... <laughs> missed the goal. Goodness. What the they hell?
3: He missed the goal
2: because Dan Marino didn't have the laces out.
3: Oh, man, that's, that's fantastic. I don't even know who that dude is. Good job.
2: Is Ace Ventura not a staple in your childhood, France.
3: I mean, it, it is, but I, mean, like, I don't remember the movie I watched last week, so you asked me to remember a movie I watched 20 years ago.
2: <laughs> it's, I think it was one of those films that we watched many a time in the, our house growing up. Uh, right, two more. Mike Adamley. did he
3: play If I could be serious for a minute.
2: Rance? Rance Armstrong? A Rance Storm.
3: <laughs> Nice, Nicely done. He was a Chicago Bear, wasn't he?
2: He was. And the last one, uh, Ricky. You've probably guessed by now that you've lost the quiz a long time ago. Oh,
1: really? I thought we were fucking left.
2: <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, Ahmed Johnson was a middle linebacker for.
1: You can get the point if you can tell us who what a middle linebacker actually is. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: That's great! You win the quiz if you can tell us that. Uh, I I know
2: know the answer to
3: it. Middle
2: linebacker. Right, tell us the answer. Give us a buzzer first.
1: I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool.
2: Right.
1: (sighs) Carl's team. Good, that was cool, boys.
2: Yep. Um, Right, so middle linebacker. That means... See the blue 32, the blue 32, hut, hut bit? Mm -hmm. What's it called when they do that?
3: That's the centre. The centre, that's the quarterback. Who's calling for the centre to pass.
2: Ricky, in rugby they call it a scrum. What is it in American football? When they do the blue 32, blue 32, hut, hut.
1: I mean, that's like the snapping of the football. So Like the commencement of the play.
2: So, there are three lines when they do the snapping of the football. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm was at the back of the middle line.
1: Of what line, or no. what one? side? The middle. Yes, but but the one with the quarterback or the, on the other side.
2: The quarterback's at the very back because the quarterback gets the ball and does a, a hail mary pass.
1: Anyway, the middle linebacker, right? Is pretty much like so. Was I close? Have you? I I'm trying to I like try. To explain dumb it down to you just based on Ace Ventura. So imagine, <laughs> right? Imagine, 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 you're the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And you're and you're looking straight on at at at, 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 at eleven guys opposite the, the defense, right? So you've got the four guys in the line of scrimmage directly in front of you, all like in the stances. You pretty much, see the guy you're staring at, like five yards across the line of scrimmage from you. That's the middle linebacker, I would say. That's the dumbest way I can explain it to you.
2: I still didn't get it. Basically.
1: Okay. The middle, there's three. There's three levels to the defense, right? Ignore the first four, and then you'll see three guys standing behind those four. The guy directly in the middle.
2: Mhm. Oh, ah, right. Player. Okay. Right. Was he a good line, uh, middle linebacker? Well, I,
1: I think I probably point out a fucking year, so I very much doubt it.
2: Did you like that quiz, guys?
1: That
2: was good. Next I week.
1: It. Next. Next week, I think I should quiz you on American sports.
2: Oh, that would be absolutely hilarious!
1: <laughs> who won Who won the 2020 Super Bowl? The New York Yankees. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> LeBron James plays which sport? Oh, he's the he plays ice hockey.
2: I do know. I think you're better than that. I do know the sort of legends of each of the sports.
1: This is you completely, know, again, random, but did you see after AD hit the winning shot, you hear him shout, Kobe? Kobe. And,
3: and they were wearing the black Mamba jerseys. Mm. That was so dope. Yeah. Yeah, it won my heart.
2: And the, the three-pointer from the middle linebacker was glorious stuff. It really was. It was. It was. <laughs> and then when he, he got the five-iron out and did a, hooked it through the woods into the field, the the upper ninety.
1: That's it, and then and then ran on and tried to hit the hit the bo- kick the ball for the goal.
2: And then uh and the did, did a schoolboy roll up and did the cross face. And Charles Robinson sprinted the whole hundred yards, the whole nine yards and shouted woo and then just collapsed.
3: <laughs> oh man i, I got to hear this American sports quiz now. I have to. That'd that that that'd be the greatest quiz in the history of quizzes.
2: <laughs> no, it wouldn't. So, uh, Rans, thank you for joining us tonight. Do you want to give us your deets?
3: Well, thank you for having me, of course. You can find me at DEJ Kirkby. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio. C-A-S-H as in dollars. At Outsiders Edge, CS, guys at Outsider, whoever owns at Outsiders Edge, holla at me. Ricky and Clive got some Manscaped shit they're gonna send you if you give me the handle.
2: Nope, stay there. In a minute.
3: <laughs> I, look, I'm, am I'm, you know, I'm trying to bait the guy to give me the handle.
2: As long as he um, doesn't mind some secondhand ball trimmers, then that's fine.
3: I, I, never said they were gonna be new. They're just gonna be, they're gonna be working. Um well if you get Ricky's Ricky's uses this too much, that shit might not be working. But uh anyway, yeah. Um Chair Shot Radio, <laughs> Chair Shot Media Network, Black Lives Matter, you know how to find me. Thank you for having me, gentlemen.
2: Thank you for coming on. Uh, we have sorry, been...
1: that ha huh, was just something I read on Twitter.
2: What was it? What, the last hot Kyle. take of the night?
1: Yeah, this is a hot take and a half actually. Someone goes spot on now I want to talk about this on the next outside of the edge and the person that tweeted it was Carl
3: <laughs> Hey look, Carl has been very consistent recently Carl is
2: back No no, no. okay you've just and he's, you've just jinxed it
3: You are probably right Now you know what would jinx it if I, if as if I said Carl's coming on um, Ricky and Clive that would be, he'd never do another podcast again
1: <laughs> He's not he's been on one episode and that was it or two No has he? Two, I think. Remember the first time we came on, um, I think it was a five. Obviously, we'd done it like a back-to-back thing, and then the next time we were on, it was that quite debate thing that I fell asleep for and didn't wake up for. Remember? And I woke up to a message from Ryan in the middle of the night saying, "Wake up, fool!" And I was like, "Oh wait, I guess I missed it." <laughs> just, oh, I, well.
3: just wanna, I just want to, I just let you guys know as we uh, depart from this wonderful venture we call a podcast. That the Rock has come out today and said he's open to wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Let that sit in your cross. Cross is <sighs> an American word for like where you put your tobacco in your jaw. Oh my god!
1: I don't know how I feel about that.
2: Sorry, I, I'm just watching. Uh, That's our Mongo- the Bay White promo. No, that's her mongo on Twitter, and Goldberg is trying to jackhammer someone, and it is the worst thing I've ever seen. I'll say. I
3: went through that Twitter page for like three hours the other day, and just literally cried with (laughs) laughter at every single gif. I'll put it.
2: I'll put it in the thing, the group chat. This is, I don't know. That's awful. Right.
3: Yeah, but another one you were talking about, yeah, it's the, the guy in, like, a white shirt, it's, mm-hmm. it's, he almost kills the guy. It's fantastic.
2: <laughs> uh, so, we have been the Ricky and Clive wrestling show as part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network where you can get other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, uh, Grave Consequences, Caleb's New Venture with The Lucha Underground, Greatest Match Generator, as far as I'm aware, the Shallow Impact is taking a bit of a hiatus at the moment, which is a shame because it just got off the ground, but hopefully that'll come back. Uh, And All Things Elite, you can rate and review our podcasts on the podcatcher of your choice with a nice juicy five stars. You can get these podcasts and the columns that we do on socialsuplex.com. If you want them sent directly to your email inbox, you can press the subscribe button. Uh, if you want some t-shirts from the social suplex gang, go to ProrestlingTees.net, put in the word social suplex, and that will take you to the site. If you want some nice um, slappable nuts, then go to manscaped.com and 20% off any of your order and free shipping with the code SUPLEX at the checkout zone. And if you want to donate to the show, please do so by clicking the links on the show notes. Wrestling Squared Circle is where you can find us all on Facebook, and the final plug from myself: I broke my five Nerds go cherry last week. Delighted to be there. Equally, I was equally um, honoured and horrified by the content. So, if you think this show is rated R, then this is this was bad stuff. So, if you want to listen to a car crash, go ahead and check out the five Nerds goes most recent podcast. That's us, Ricky. You don't want to. You're, you you're not
1: wanting to tell the folks where. We're, we're... The podcast we're going to be appearing on
2: tomorrow night, but see that's recorded well in advance. So, oh,
1: is it? well, one of like we won't say anything. One of yous I've not spoken in a while. I'm looking forward to seeing you. The other one,
2: eh.
1: so, I'll you, I'll, so I'll let you. I'll let the two of you figure out who I'm talking about. <laughs> so like basically, you year. told everybody
3: what, what you just you, you told everybody what show you're going to be on tomorrow. You might as well say it. is it is it is it a a land of of bad things
2: (laughs) Uh, how did you guess that
3: (laughs) because the only human being i know that does wrestling podcast that records them three months in advance is max so it had to be him
1: yep Uh, and obviously i'm not going to say which one i'm looking forward to talking to me so, there's only one so two people I'm, I don't really I, I'm not bored if I talk to them tomorrow night it's the other one I'm looking forward to <laughs> how you hate your own co-host bro nah, that's cool nothing but love for my co-host I'm, I'm about to get off the, well, off the call get into bed watch some Bray Wyatt promos <laughs> while he's going to sit and edit this stuff I've got all the love in the world for him
2: yowie wowie that's what I've got to say to that
1: uh, anyway
2: should be on the show so see um, now that Becky Lynch is taking some down time getting ready while well, she bakes one in the oven uh, she was getting all flustered doing the ironing the other day and she dropped she'd just ironed lots of clothes like all oh, your baby grows muslins jackets and stuff she'd iron them muslins? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: This has been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Thanks for listening, everybody.
2: Muslins. You know what a muslin is, don't you? Yeah, I know, but it just genuinely for a second, something
1: like you said, muslins.
2: I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I you said she, that. she did. She she had. A, she decided to iron chic. <laughs> oh god! Uh, no, she uh, so she said the muslins, up. bro. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, listen to this, okay? She, she dropped all the iron, hey. and all the stuff fell to the floor. And Seth, being a lazy bastard, just watched it all unfold.
3: God, oh, that was worth it. Actually, that was actually worth it. <laughs> now, hey, listen, listeners, don't be out here ironing no Muslims, <laughs> okay?
1: Yeah, please don't iron me, folks.
2: Yeah. And don't, don't give any press slams to Mohamed Hassan while you're at it.
1: Please
3: don't. Because he's actually Italian.
2: And he's actually and dead. And he's
3: still
1: fallen from the
3: last he's, ride. He's
2: still fallen from that <laughs> last ride.
1: Well done.
2: Right. Oh my goodness. Let's go. Good, good show. Good lazy show where we just let Twitter give us the content. And we laugh at my NFL
3: um, I, need, I need you to understand. Like, this is the best hour and a half of my week when I come on this shit. <laughs> I need you to understand. This is bad. Like, I, I don't laugh so hard in any other show but this one. So thank you.
2: That's okay. Um, I, I, we, we, I, hope we, I hope Kyle doesn't take offense to
3: that. Uh, well, look, the way he got pissed off that I did a show with Carl at midnight, I, you
2: Well, this has been a a randomly unnecessary and and, uh, uh, awkward silence based off that.
1: I mean, I I thought you would end the show.
2: Let's just talk about Ireland Muslims again, shall we?
1: Thanks for downloading the box. Speak to you next week. Take care. Bye bye.